This is Laura looking for love, and today is all about karma. We've all heard people talk about karma. We use the word as another way to say what goes around comes around, but we don't often sit with the deeper meaning of what it is. So this week, I was reminded in a big way about how we should not forget that it exists. So karma is basically the law of cause and effect. What we put out into the world will have an effect on others and also on ourselves. So if we put out negative actions and harm to others over and over again, even if we don't get caught, it doesn't mean we get away with it. It just means we're not dealing with the consequences in the present moment. A few weeks ago, I did an episode on confronting evil, and one of the big things that I mentioned was the phenomenon of the sociopath, the point at which humanity loses its spirit. And when a person embodies that, they have no compassion whatsoever. They can fake it, And they're good at it because they're master manipulators, but they have no feelings when they harm others, no remorse. And because they are good at manipulation, and their ultimate life goal becomes playing their game without getting caught, they often do not get caught within the mainstream law enforcement system. And because of this, they're happy because they've succeeded in their minds. And we may be upset because we think justice has not been served. However, no one is exempt from the laws of the universe which are not country-specific, which don't stereotype based on looks or race or gender or socioeconomics. The law of the universe is that every action has a consequence, and these consequences are not always immediately apparent. So this is really good to know to not keep us stuck on two levels, when we are feeling like the victim and when we are feeling invalidated. So in the first example, when we feel like a victim, it is usually because someone is treating us badly. We feel powerless, we feel weak, and so we channel that feeling of powerlessness onto the focus on the other. So I will give a personal example. Several years ago, before I began my all-in spiritual transformation, and I want to clarify that because our transformation is lifelong, but my all-in transformation was when I was focused on it and putting in the effort in a really big way. So before this all-in phase, I was really weak. I was uncertain, I was insecure, and I was a big-time victim. And sociopaths can sniff out victims from a mile away. It's one of their gifts. So I met a sociopath who I dated, and I had red flags from the beginning that I kept pushing away. And eventually the red flags became blatant. The relationship became extremely abusive, both physically and emotionally, and I decided I needed out. But... When I tried to leave, he wouldn't accept it. He began to harass and stalk and mentally torture for months. And although I resisted it because I didn't want to have to confront him again or see him again, I finally filed for a restraining order. In the meantime, I knew that he had probably done this before by this time of seeing his behavior and how it had escalated. So I did some digging and found out that yes, he had done this before, but that the others had never reported it. He had no criminal record, he worked at a school, and he volunteered in the community. He was clean-cut and portrayed himself as an upstanding citizen. So when my court date came, his reputation that he had worked so hard on for so many years made him very believable to the female judge. Again, he is a very charming man, especially when talking to women. So the judge, making the decision to see him as good, and me as the liar, the tease, the heartbreaker, said that she would not grant me a restraining order, and I was devastated. 
It was only a piece of paper, I realize that now, but to me at the time, it represented much more than that. And also, I knew he would show up at the places I liked to hang out, so I ended up becoming a prisoner in my own home. I didn't leave the house, I was so depressed and sad and lonely, and also scared because I really saw what he was capable of. And now, he was even angrier for dragging him to court. So, I fluctuated. I went from sadness to fear from fear to sadness. And when I wasn't in those two emotions, I became really pissed off. Pissed off that this cycle was running loose and the judge was too stupid to see what was going on. And not only the judge, but some of the people I told. Even then, because of his reputation, people in the community did not want to believe it. So I began to focus on the fact that it wasn't fair, that he should be punished. And this fairness idea was all I could think of for a while. And it got me really stuck, wasting time. But what I know now is that he didn't get away with it. And unfortunately for him, he will have to go through an immense amount of suffering that will play out eventually. It was never my job to punish him or to convince others to punish him. My only job was to keep myself safe and healthy and to do my part to protect others. And once I realized his punishment was not my responsibility, a huge weight was lifted from me. So just remember, even though things may seem very personal and we may enmesh ourselves with the outcomes, it's really not our problem. As far-fetched as that may seem, it's just not. The universe does have an order, as unfair or chaotic as things may seem. And the second way we may get stuck is in invalidation. So sometimes we may start a project or an idea and we have an ultimate goal to help others in the process. We have very good intentions, but as we move through our process, we get hit with criticism, other people's ego, selfishness, ingratitude, and negative judgment. And sometimes the negative reactions to our positive intent may discourage us, especially when we can't see the immediate outcome of that which we are trying to create. And it may make us close ourselves in an act of protection. We may become a bit stingier when we were once very generous. We may be unwilling to help when we were once enthusiastic to lend a hand, we may become jaded. But this is where karma also plays its part. If your good intentions are criticized, misinterpreted, or even used by those who are wanting to walk all over you, it doesn't change the intention. It's not your problem the way others react to what you put out there. You are planting seeds, and they may not bear fruit immediately, but they will bear fruit. So remember that even if we cannot see the laws of karma written on a document or enforced by our judicial system, they are real. And remembering they are real can get us off that hamster wheel of our unproductive drama and focused on our bigger life purpose, which will always create a domino effect of good on humanity. So stay faithful and believe in your good intentions. And I will be back next Friday with a new topic. Email me if you're working on something and would like me to speak on a specific area. You can reach me at www.thebonsaibabes.com.